0: Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense, criminal defense, and personal injury lawyer. A 4.9 rating on Google with 532 reviews. That's pretty impressive. That's a lot of satisfied customers. If you want the best result possible in your case, and if you are, or a loved one is, facing a charge, you are going to want the best result possible Trust the Garza Law Firm, GarzaLaw.com or online. Wait, wait, wait. No, online is GarzaLaw.com or on the phone at 865 540 8300. You can get in touch with someone 24 7 365. That is the Garza Law Firm. Let's get to the episode. I mean, this is the last stand. <laughs> The controversial. He's the dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his haircut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. Let the goons
1: be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. Eh,
0: eh. 38 in a row. i been 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up the holy war is upon us welcome to reed's ranch the podcast with seth hughes like just quit acting
1: like this is any fun at all
0: another edition of reed's ranch it is tuesday january 9th how are you seth i'm doing great john how are you I'm doing okay. Been better, but been worse. It's going to be really cold here in Knoxville the next seven days or so, so I'm kind of batting down the hatches here. But otherwise, we uh into the college football season. We have a top five basketball team. I'm okay. Titans fired Mike Vrabel.
1: Yeah, what do you think about that? How do you feel about that?
0: Nah. Eh, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like the Titans are just a clusterfuck is what it seems like. I mean... Between the owner and between well, yesterday on Monday, just the way the, all the players talked about how they didn't know what was happening, how Vrabel was just kind of saying he wasn't doing any year-end meetings. I think they kind of forced the hand of of today's action, where they're like, okay, well, I guess we have to make some type of decision because otherwise, everyone thinks this is just weird and we're incompetent. So, seeing Mike Vrabel, so now he's fired. I, I think they probably could have tried to trade him, but who knows? Who knows? They they say they want to get a head start on the coaching search, which I think is kind of bullshit just because you can get a start on the coaching search and vetting who you want without having to, you know, pretend like you're not getting rid of Mike Vrabel either through trade or fire or whatever. I don't care. Um, Vrabel was really good at times and he was really maddening at other times. The offense obviously was been bad the last couple years. People would complain about his coordinators I got to where I was kind of just complaining about his philosophy. He was kind of playing Jeremy Pruitt ball where he just wanted to grind out every game and win 20 to 17. And I think that's a a bad way to go. I didn't think he was really good when it came to Will Levis. I thought this year he coached like a pussy and, you know, was really conservative and doing some dumb stuff. Even going back to week one against the Saints where he kicks a field goal down four with like five minutes left inside the 15-yard line instead of going for the touchdown that could have won the game. I don't know. He just did weird stuff all year. He looked pissed off on the sideline slash disconnected at other times. It seemed like it was necessary, but it does paint the Titans in a bad light just because everyone is now rushing and saying how good of a coach Mike Vrabel is. And then Amy Adams puts out her statement with Mike Keith and she seems okay in it. But then now that we're speaking right now, Ren Carthen is doing a a presser where he's kind of getting ripped to shreds. So, It's just embarrassing more than anything. The GM is getting ripped to shreds? Yeah. 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 Yeah, like, him and the owner have just been contradicting each other and saying different things. They don't know what the hell they're doing here in terms of what the message is and why Vrabel actually got fired. And I don't know. I will say I was tired of watching that type of football. You have to be. I mean. Yeah, Vrabel's lost a lot of games the last, like, 24 games or so. So, like, Whatever.
1: Yeah, that that type of football, it is literally only cool as long as you're winning.
0: Yeah, yeah, like for Vrabel's first couple years, first three or four years, we were really, really good in one-score games, and then, yeah, that's flipped the last two years, and we lose every one-score game, and it's just boring. So I'm all right with it, but like I said, I'm just embarrassed. I don't have a lot of faith in my coaches right now at the moment between Vrabel gone... And between like the the vols and the way this recruiting has <coughs> made me feel as they're trying to recruit out of the portal. Just not are they, vibes are aren't doing? high when are it comes doing? to my coaching staff. What
1: are they doing? Playing with themselves.
0: They're playing with themselves. They're playing with themselves. That's what they're doing. They're playing themselves too, just because they're get, they keep getting cucked by Lane Kiffin, it seems like. Yeah. And I don't I don't care if that's actually true or not. It's what the it's what it might as well be. It's the It's it's what people think. It's the appearance, so it is true. It's like Chrissy said in The Sopranos when everyone thought that Tony had hooked up with Carmella and all the people were, were acting like it. And he's like, it's not crude, Tr- Chrissy. He's like, it doesn't matter if it's true. It's what people think. Because perception, Seth, that's reality. Perception is reality. Yeah. And it looks like Lane Kiffin is just toying with us this offseason.
1: Yeah, it's like Julius Caesar said. uh, it is, is, uh... He divorced his wife, and even though he didn't know if she had committed adultery, because he said Caesar's wife must be above suspicion. Perception is reality. Yeah, perception is reality. You know, tomorrow, not only is it my birthday, but it's also the anniversary of Julius Caesar crossing the Rubicon. So, a momentous day for the Western world, suffice to say.
0: Happy early birthday, my friend. Thank you, my brother. Do you have anything on your wish list? I'm
1: getting a shot back. I'm, I'm very excited about that. I burnt the motor of my last one. So I'm very excited about this new shot back. I'm about to get.
0: That's exciting.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, it is. I love a good shot back. I love a good shot back. Other than that, no health, happiness, um, more patrons, a final four, Dalton connect to stop playing bad would be cool.
0: Patreon.com slash reads ranch. If you want to make Seth's birthday special, you worried about Dalton Connect?
1: Something's up, right? He played 19 minutes the other Saturday night.
0: Yeah, it also seemed like the team was uh, a lot better without him on the court on Saturday. I'm not going to lie, I didn't watch the game. I was at my co-worker's wedding, shout out to Houston. But on the uh, the radio show on Monday, I now do the morning show at 7 a.m. on Fan Run Radio. But my, my new co-host Bob said that Dalton Connect was a minus one in his 19 minutes. Is that accurate? I don't know. Has, has someone verified that? Can we get stats by Will on the case? Can someone in the chat verify? Because if you won a game by 26 points and Dalton Connect was a minus one in his 19 minutes, then yeah, that means that uh, that means that something's up.
1: Well, I can give you a little. I can give you a little stats by my best friend Luke, um, who just texted stats me. Stats by best friend Luke. During this podcast, he's texted me. Um, he said he has 38 points in the last five games, and he's 12 of 37 from the field. He's shooting thirty-seven percent since the North Carolina game. He finishes this off by saying he's either hurt or he's a head case.
0: Well, the rushing back after the North Carolina game was dumb.
1: Yes, he was. I think he had the like the stomach flu or the flu. one, one, one of those games.
0: That's what I was gonna say. North Carolina State. Uh, apparently, there was a sickness going around. Him and Adu apparently had it. That were the kind of the the rumors because Jonas didn't play well either. That's kind of the only game he struggled in too recently. And also, when you look at the last five games, A, Tennessee has won. And B, what, three of those were against complete nobodies? Yeah. So I don't necessarily— I'm not necessarily worried about him not dominating nobodies just because those are games where you try to get everybody involved in the minutes light and, you know, you're you're trying to work on some things and work on some depth. So I'm not worried yet. Now, if he actually truly was a minus one— on the court on Saturday, that's a little head-scratching. But, yeah, like, I don't know. The The ankle issue against North Carolina was obviously important. It was no good. But he didn't miss any time. With that being said, we played Illinois. He played pretty well. Yeah. You don't win that game did. without him. He
1: did.
0: The only game that mattered that was kind of in the balance, he played well in. So I do take solace with that. I do find I do find comfort with that.
1: I just found the whole but thing Illinois weird. Against
0: Illinois in the second half, he was good.
1: I just found the whole thing weird.
0: Well, you got other guys playing good right now, too. For sure. I mean, you, you knew Tennessee was deep, and... As long as Kinect can come through if you need him later in the year, and as long as he can can not fall apart and not be a head case, like stats by best friend Luke said. But he's not playing well right now. That's obvious. But the team is winning. Zakai's playing really well. I am typically not a huge fan of him, but credit where it's due. He is balling out. And, you know, even though the shooting percentages aren't great from three, I do – Appreciate that, I believe, 11 of his 13 attempts were from three. So, like, rather than shooting those little floaters that he's not very good at, just bomb away and create some spacing. Yeah. And create some shots for other people, and he's doing a good job of dishing the ball. So, he's playing well. Jonah's playing well. Josiah, Vescovy, Mayshak. The team's rolling, and you're winning. So, my my worried level on Dalton Connect is only like a 9 out of 30.
1: Okay, 9 out of 30?
0: Yeah, I just said 9 out of 30. Okay, okay. I like Ask the- me again after our trip to the hump tomorrow.
1: Okay, I like the scale. I like the scale.
0: Against North Carolina, he was great. Against Illinois, he was really, really good. Yeah. You're going to need him likely to be at least a 15-point score tomorrow because Tennessee's only like two-point favorites at Mississippi State.
1: Yeah. How cool is Jemai Meshack, though?
0: The Meshack penitentiary, man. He locks people down, and now he's adding some three-point shots. And nah, no, I love him, and he's playing really well. I really, really, really wish he started. Who are you taking out of the starting I, exactly, five? Exactly,
1: exactly. I didn't like starting Zakai when he did. I wish he would have kept Meshack in there. But now you can't really argue with any of them. I just love Jemai Meshack. He seems to love Tennessee. He's a pleasure to watch play basketball. Um,
0: it was telling to me the way Rick Barnes talked about him after the game. Rick on Barnes Saturday loves too. him. Yeah, Rick
2: Barnes yeah. loves him.
1: Which you know, you can tell when you can tell that these players really love Rick, and he really loves them. You know, Rick's a really good guy. So yeah, I just love Jemaine Maeshack. I wish he got to start.
0: Friend of. My radio show, Rick Barnes. That's
1: right, that's
0: right. Me and him are now friends now. Yeah, I mean, it does feel like this team has everything you need to make a run. And I'm enjoying this regular season. It does seem like the SEC is going to be a little bit tougher than we thought preseason. Like Auburn's right there behind you in the Kempom rankings. Kentucky, highly ranked. So you do have two formidable opponents. At least at the very tippy top, like you might have to go out and win 13, 14, 15 games to win this conference. But if you do, you're likely going to be at least a two-seed at worst.
1: I I mean, I, I feel really good about the basketball team. The last 22 minutes of that game Saturday night were about as good as you could look, I think. Except for, I think the only thing you could have added is, like, connect balling. But, I mean, we just started raining threes. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, it was wild to see. I was keeping up with the score at the wedding, and they were hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. Tennessee got up nine at halftime. And then I checked the phone with about, you know, five minutes into the half, and Tennessee was already up like 20. And I was like, oh, damn, what the hell happened? They And then I'm seeing everyone in the Discord just say, you know, Ole Miss just quit. They really, as we say. Chris Beard basically said the same thing. They
1: really just flat out quit. It was crazy. I mean, they just, for a team that was undefeated and ranked, and, I mean, they just flat out quit.
0: It was wild. So there's the positive. The negative right now is that Tennessee is down an offensive lineman in the transfer portal. We need to gain at least one, probably two guys, and instead we've lost one as Gerald Mincy looks to be leaving Tennessee, maybe heading to Ole Miss.
1: Yeah. I really – so – I want to preface this by saying that if Gerald Mincy were to come back right now, I would be happy. I would take it. It would be good. But I really, I just don't care about him leaving, man. He he, he was 50-50 at best of whether or not he was even going to play, you know? I mean, you look and you think of the games that, like, he didn't play. Like, the LSU game last year, he didn't play. The Alabama game, he played some, but Jeremiah Crawford played a lot. I mean, there's the video of Jeremiah Crawford just vomiting everywhere. I mean, Mincy this year – He didn't play against Florida. He couldn't even get up and play. Couldn't even stay on the team to play against his old team. I mean, I just – I don't want to say it's a good riddance because I would take him, but, like, man, he was just so hit or miss. Now, the recruiting is just terrible. I mean, the recruiting is pitiful.
0: One thought on Mincy is that, yeah, I agree. He is not somebody that you should miss if he
1: leaves. Especially not in year four.
0: Yeah, Tennessee should be – well, yeah, take year four into account. Yeah, like, there's plenty of things on the offensive line that should be different. But he's a guy that if he elite, announced he's leaving in December or early January or whatever day it was, you to be able to scramble and find someone at the very least just as good as him. And if they are just as good as him, that means they're going to be a better situation – they're going to be a better fit because they're going to be more reliable. Because you're right, like, he, he did not seem like someone you could necessarily rely on game to game.
1: Before Now you were
0: saying about the rest of the recruiting.
1: Before like we really tear into the recruiting, I think that it should be said, the only thing that really matters is that they get heard. If they get heard from LSU, then none of what I'm about to say really matters because they will have gotten the best offensive tackle available. Bar none, they would have gotten the most talented, true left tackle available. Until then... It's been absolutely atrocious. I mean, you had a you had a connection to Diego Pounds, like you had a, like you had an in with Diego Pounds, and, like, did he even visit?
0: I do not believe so. I believe he was the guy that got to Ole Miss, and his mom couldn't make it in until late, and by the time she got there, like they basically got him to shut it down.
1: Okay, so there's a guy on staff that was on at North Carolina when he signed with North Carolina. So you had you had a natural tie there and then they let the weather or whatever cuck them and like his mom like they didn't even get him to campus. You had this natural tie in. I mean the I'm sympathetic with the other guy having the baby. And there's not sure. there's not much they can do there, but you only get like one of those excuses. Like get Diego Pounds to campus period. I mean, it's ridiculous. They're lucky that they signed. Like, all that being said, I mean, this is the best high school class they've signed. Now, whether or not they'll be good, we'll see. But you, I mean, that's just how it is. But they signed a pretty good offensive line high school class. the The biggest problem to me is that offensive line is the last place you ever want to have to go in the portal.
0: Offensive line is the last place you ever want to go in the portal.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's the. If you get to a, if you get to a place where you're really having to go every year to the portal for offensive linemen something is badly wrong
0: okay cuz i was going to say like i feel like the offensive line is a place where you can get guys in the portal and kind of plug and play them in but i see what you're saying you you hope that you can just develop some high school guys to play is that what you're saying
1: yeah cuz i'm not sure like how many good offensive linemen are transferring to begin with i don't know maybe they are but if they are ev- literally everyone's going after them but i just think it's the last place that if you find yourself going there year after year to pick up a starter in the portal, something is going very badly at offensive line. It's not like quarterback where you only take one guy a year. Sometimes you can really only and you can only take one truly elite guy every other year. So if one guy doesn't pan out, you know, things mess up. It's like you take it you take multiple offensive linemen every single year. If you're having to go to the portal every single year for starter at offensive line, something is wrong. In my opinion.
0: I don't, you know, seeing how there's five positions, you know, to have to go out and get one, I think is okay. But Tennessee is, has constantly been in positions where they're needing like two guys. Yeah, it's and every like it's in a every position now year. where they're needing two guys. Because, I mean, I think, you know, next year you're probably going to look and try to plug one too because you're going to be losing yeah, a that, couple yeah, starters there yeah, too.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's, you know, if they had just gotten Jordan Seton, they had just gotten Jordan Seton. You know, I mean, all these, they've taken a million offensive linemen, and are any of them good? They screwed up Addison. Addison Nichols might suck, for the record. I have no idea, but they screwed that up. And they've taken a million offensive linemen since then, and, you know, I mean, you should use the the spring to do nothing but play young guys on the offensive line, I feel like. You already know that Cooper Mays, Javante Spragans, and John Campbell are all good. They're all good players. Why don't you figure out if like Vice and Lang is good?
0: Get Bennett Warren some reps. Although you know, as a freshman, he might have to take a year to develop. Maybe he's your answer next year.
1: But you've you know you've taken other guys at tackle like Sham, the the Turk, the Big Turk. Big, I
0: mean, Big Turk.
1: I just. I think that when you have to go to the portal every single year for starters on offensive line, it's a, it's a sign that something is going very poorly. That's not what other teams are doing. And like I said, none of this matters as long as they get Lance Hurd or whatever it is, Lance Hurd.
0: Five-star you have your left LSU. Tackle? Yep, you
1: have your left tackle for the next three, two or three years.
0: an LSU because they wouldn't let him play left tackle. Tennessee has apparently said, hey, you can come here and play left tackle and John Campbell will move to right.
1: And he has, like, I don't know, I mean, like on on three, like 75% of the picks are for him to come to Tennessee. I have no clue if he's going to come to Tennessee or not. But if they can get him, none of it matters.
0: Well, like Tennessee should have everything you want. Tennessee should be able to go out and recruit this guy. Like, hey, you have an immediate spot on the left at left tackle. You have a quarterback that played really well in the ballgame game and won. It's a a program. I mean, has Oklahoma put an offensive lineman in, in, in the top ten the last like three or four years? I mean, since Brett Venables got there, I, I know, of course, you know they've had offensive no linemen. Clue. Yeah, I was just. I mean, I don't. I mean, Venable's has obviously only been there what two years now. Yeah. So I'm going to say no not saying that they don't have an offensive line coach that has done it. I'm just saying Tennessee does check the box of like, hey, the school has put a lot of NFL players or have had a lot of players go to the league. They've had offensive linemen throughout history go to the league, and this staff here has gotten a guy that was similar to Zalance Hurd, who is a five-star. They've gotten him to be a top-ten pick. Plus, I just feel like maybe I'm biased, but I feel like Tennessee's just way cooler than Oklahoma. I don't know.
1: I mean, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get me arguments out of me. We have Nico Iamiliava.
0: I just think playing inside Neyland Stadium is just cool.
1: I don't know. Then the Gaylord Memorial. I mean, it's Gaylord Memorial Stadium or whatever. It's the name.
0: The name. Emphasis on Lord. I mean, Tennessee needs to land this guy because I've never heard. I mean, maybe maybe I'm ignorant when it comes to nil and recruiting but I, I haven't heard oklahoma as being one of the leaders in nil i hear frequently that tennessee is and that tennessee offers great packages and great money so like there's no excuse not to be able to get this guy
1: well i think that one thing i mean tennessee got all these defensive linemen to come back So i think tennessee's nil is doing work i mean amari thomas is coming back for a senior season Bryson Easton is coming back. Omari Norman Lott's coming back. You know. Now, they might not have been able. I mean, uh, like James Pierce is coming back. I don't. I, who knows what they're having to give James Pierce? I have no clue. But, you know, I mean, Tyler Barron is clearly just a. Didn't Tamarian McDonald flip to Louisville?
0: Yeah, it seems like two of those guys have flipped to Louisville.
1: So Barron did too?
0: Yeah. Wesley, well, no, Wesley Walker. He's oh. going to Louisville too. Maybe he was originally, maybe he didn't flip, but he's going there too. Okay. I saw you talking about Barron going to Louisville, so I don't know if that happened I
1: saw that. I didn't know if that had been.
0: Do we know when we're supposed to find out? When we're supposed to hear about Hurd? Um, it seems like more people are saying, like, there is trending well for Tennessee.
1: Yeah. I think it all depends on – I think if you're Tennessee, you basically have to push him to make a decision before the dead period ends. Like, he needs to make a decision now.
0: Because you got what? The guy from Mississippi State coming this weekend. You got – I mean, I don't know if Tennessee's going to get in the mix with the guy from Penn State who just hit the portal, but there was another tackle from Penn State that hit the portal today. So, like, you might be able to find another option. Yeah. I, I just want this kind of solidified by April, right? You don't want to be going into the April transfer portal window trying to get some scraps. There's going to be
1: nothing. There's going to be nothing.
0: Right. There's just going to be losers and head cases there.
1: Yeah, agree. Agreed. You need to get it done. Within, you need to get it done this week. I don't know anything about the Mississippi State guy. I saw some people saying that Mississippi State fans couldn't stand him. I don't know. That being said, Auburn and Arkansas, and I think even Ole Miss, I mean, like he's wanted by everybody in the SEC, so I would take him. He's huge. He's 6'8", 350. I just think Hurd is the Herd is clearly the most talented guy available. He was the most talented guy on the market. If you go and get him, everything is okay. Everything is okay.
0: Everything is even good, everything, you could yeah, say.
1: Everything is even good. You know, it doesn't – Diego Pounds, doesn't matter. I would have liked the guy from Kansas because he's a guard.
0: He had a baby in Texas. What can you do? He
1: had a baby in Texas. What can you do?
0: Anything else football related? We've talked about Nico. Nothing new there.
1: Man, how boring was that game last night?
0: Yeah, to be a seven-point game for most of it, it was pretty boring. I I feel bad for VFL Michael Penix, but I feel like he he was in hell. He was in hell. I feel like he set a bunch of money on fire.
1: He was in hell, wasn't
0: he? He could have played his way into being a first-round pick, maybe a top-15 guy. And now, if I was an NFL team, I wouldn't look at him as like a guy I could draft in the first three rounds.
1: He was in hell. He's brutal. You can't
0: handle that Michigan defense. What's he going to do against the NFL, an NFL defense? Yeah. Just missing open throws, panicked. He was in hell like you said
1: it's, it's, it's tough to watch i mean it's just very boring very just georgia had to be sick
0: georgia had to be sick at any point when michigan was winning and celebrating and you're like wow we got another potential new college football power did, at any point did you just say man i wish alabama would have beaten them
1: i wanted that so i rooted for alabama to beat michigan oh really yeah i don't i don't give a shit i i've, I've talked about this before what does alabama winning another matter Well, I know, but that's
0: usually usually in relation to, like, Ohio State or, like, Clemson or, like, Georgia, not necessarily Michigan.
1: Michigan fans are just atrocious. Like, the holier—I cannot stand the holier-than-thou shtick that they have. If you act—like, that's the thing about Ohio State fans. Ohio State fans are just SEC fans, but they live in Canada. Michigan fans, they act like they're above it all. They act like they're above it all. And they've acted just as crazy as SEC fans have ever acted this fall. They're just very, very annoying. I just find them very distasteful. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I wanted Alabama to win. I know patron Dylan, we talked about it. He did too. Michigan is annoying. I wanted Alabama to win.
0: Is Michigan still annoying if Jim Harbaugh leaves and they kind of go back? I don't know where they would go coaching-wise. They're going to
1: promote Sharon Moore, I think.
0: Between hiring, basically, I assume he'd be a first-time head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And losing the you know, the, the majority of their team. Well, they have like 40-something
1: seniors, don't they?
0: That's what I'm saying. I would imagine they don't become like that, that new power. I yeah, yeah. They kind of take a step back. So,
1: credit to them. They maxed out this, I mean, you had – I mean, it's tough to say they had one shot because they've been in the playoff three straight years, but this was it. I mean, this was the team to do it, if they were going to do it. And they did it, so props to them.
0: And it was kind of cool that they responded from getting embarrassed last year.
1: I mean, they, like, I,
0: you know, their defense. They cheated. They, they cheated, and all that stuff, you know, was going to be a big part of the story, but credit to them. The redemption tour worked out.
1: Their defense, I will say, I mean, like Ross Dellinger said months, months ago, He's like, you know, Michigan just tackles you to death. I mean, that they just – they were tremendous.
0: It didn't seem like Washington was able to break many tackles. No,
1: they just didn't miss tackles, and that is – I mean, that was amazing. Like, their defensive linemen – I mean, their two defensive tackles are awesome. I know the one's just a sophomore. The other's like, I think, the fifth defensive tackle on Kuiper's big board. I mean, those – they had some hosses on the inside. Like, the defensive backs were good. Um. Just a boring game, man. I just can't stand watching. Like watching JJ McCarthy play offense is not a fun experience.
0: No, today I said it kind of. It kind of seemed like halfway through the game, Harbaugh remembered that JJ McCarthy is kind of like Alex Smith, game manager. But I'm gonna game out here and just run because it did seem like that was kind of the difference. Because they were stuck completely in the mud until he had that third down scramble, and they followed it up with a big run.
1: He did not – I believe this is correct. He did not pass – he did not convert a single third down through the air.
0: I mean, yeah, it sounds right, because their first couple of touchdowns were on first and second down.
1: Like, he did not convert a single third down through the air. I mean, he's just watching – I know Harbaugh says he's the greatest quarterback in Michigan history, but, man, it ain't fun to watch. Blake Corum's pretty fun to watch, though.
0: He is. He is. Michael Penix usually is fun to watch, but last night he wasn't. you got to be sick if, artist. if you're Texas, he failed. right?
1: you got to be sick if you're Texas, too, right? I mean,
0: you're, you're sick if you're Texas. You're sick if you're Georgia.
1: Texas had way more talent than either of those teams last night.
0: Alabama was one stop away from winning. You know, they were up seven, I think, of what, four minutes left when Michigan got the ball back. Michigan went down the field and converted that fourth down and scored. You're you're sick if you're, if you're them. I don't know if Michigan was the best team or not, but they won. Probably still feel like Georgia would have beat them, but I guess I'll take Michigan winning over a three-peat.
1: Yes, for sure, for sure, for sure.
0: The 2023 season is over. All eyes now on Tennessee trying to get into the 12-team playoff. That's what our mission is over the next 11 months. Yep. That's all that matters. Let's get us some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Got a top golf outing coming up in a couple of weeks. Hit me up on Patreon if you want to get on the RSVP list or if you want to get on the list and RSVP to get on the list. I don't think it's an RSVP list, but you get what I'm saying. Oh, well, let's shout out some new patrons. I can't remember if I did this one last week or not, so I'm going to do him a double dip just in case. Hayden Pewitt upped his pledge from 10 to $20.
1: Shout out to Brother Hayden.
0: I love you. You
1: know that, and I appreciate you very much. That's Brother Parker's brother.
0: It is, yes.
1: Who I did, I, I, I did not know that for like five years. I've met Hayden in real life years and years ago. I did not know, I did not know until this fall that they're brothers.
0: Well, shout out to Hayden. I like him, too. Sorry I had to beat him in our fantasy football playoffs. <coughs> new $2 patron, Stephen Walker. Shout out to Brother Stephen. We love you and appreciate you. New $2 patron, John. Shout out to Brother John. We love you and appreciate you. And new $10 patron, Harrison Steelwell.
1: Shout out Brother Harrison, Still Will. We love you and appreciate
0: you. Or maybe Still Will. It's an I instead of an E. But either way, the love is the same. The love is the same. Hit me with some questions.
1: Brother Sloth asks if I would be interested in starting a Reed's Ranch tunnel digging operation.
0: Tr- tr- is this in response to the woman on TikTok?
1: This is in response to the um, Orthodox Jewish community in New York City last night. Did you not see this?
0: You know, I'm going to be honest, I haven't been very online at uh, no, at, at non-sports stuff and non-Cat like, Williams stuff, but I did see a tweet or a post on X that had just like some mattresses coming out of the tunnel. Buddy, buddy, correct? buddy
1: tremendous scenes, just a tremendous scene. You have got to watch this stuff. So we don't know why, um, but apparently at like the headquarters of the Orthodox Jewish Chabad, Chabad, however you say it. it's like basically the headquarters of the Orthodox Jews, from what I understand, it's the headquarters. Like, the world headquarters, basically, of Orthodox Judaism. They have been illegally tunneling underneath. Um, and, I mean, these are like some... These are some big-time tunnels. It just tremendous scenes all the way around. You have got to watch some of these videos.
0: What are the conspiracy theories here?
1: Well, in the interest of us not getting canceled...
0: Uh, These aren't your conspiracies.
1: I have seen that it's a fight between different factions of the Orthodox Jewish community.
0: These are not Sev's thoughts. These are just what he's read on the internet.
1: I have seen that they're basically trying to expand the synagogue.
0: Yes, we have acknowledged that that diary was written with a ballpoint pen, which wasn't invented at the time. But again, these are just conspiracies and just thoughts, not ours. He's just reading the internet.
1: I don't know... I'm a little confused about the idea that they're trying to expand. Are they trying to go, like, are they expanding underground? I mean, these are just dirt tunnels. I did, like, my favorite part of the whole thing is that they, obviously when you do this, you have a lot of excess dirt. And so they decided to just trash the women's bathroom and just fill the women's bathroom with dirt. They just, like, use the women's bathroom as a landfill.
0: We do accept and acknowledge the six million number. Yes, we do. So the conspiracies are just that they're
1: no what? no 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 no. There's a lot of there's a lot of ugly conspiracies.
0: There. Oh okay okay okay. Uh, there's a lot of. ugly well, we don't conspiracies. have to get we don't have to get into them then. Yep
1: yep yep. We're not we're not. But they're tunnel maxing. That's for sure. I mean they are.
0: I thought this was about the woman on TikTok who had built like a whole underground bunker. Did you see that? Yes, the, under the, like
1: a house she doesn't own apparently.
0: Yeah yeah. And,
1: and she's not an engineer.
0: Had really put in some work and had gone pretty far in that tunnel, but then got caught because she put it on TikTok.
1: Brother AJ asks, um, F, M, K, planes, trains, and automobiles.
0: This might be the new dumbest question we've ever had asked on the podcast. Congrats to you, AJ.
1: (laughs) I'm killing trains just because of how annoying people get about trains. And I like trains, but again, we've, we've discussed this. Communists and pretend communists and leftists. Who should all be in jail, by the way. They get really excited about public transit. And this is America. And I don't own a truck. I drive a sedan. But these people make me want to go buy an F-350. And so for that reason, trains are getting killed. Okay. Brother Landon asks for you. Who's on your hot board for the Titans job? And where does... Mike Vrabel.
0: End what, up. Uh, one guy came out and said that uh, it's going to be Gerard Mayo, that he is going to end up in Nashville, that that's who the Titans want. They want Mike Vrabel without the baggage, which I don't buy at all. And I, I don't think I want the pressure of Gerard Mayo coaching the Titans just because i had been on record as wanting him as a coach. So I don't want to actually have to live that now. I don't know. In the press conference, they said there's no emphasis on it being an offensive coach. They said it's no emphasis on just developing Will Levis because to be good, you have to develop a bunch of players at different positions. I don't know. The Slowick guy from Houston is an offensive mind. He also was a defensive coach, you know, I guess about 10 years ago. Yeah. He has ties to Carthon. He did do a good job with CJ Stroud this year. I guess he's a name. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator from the Lions, calls some good-ass plays. But he also has Amon Ross St. Brown in a top-five offensive line and, you know, some really good skill position players.
1: I like the slow it guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like, uh, you know, to hire from a division rival, get him hurt C.J. Stroud, have some secrets on him. And plus, I mean, like their best
1: wide receiver is some dude named Nico Collins right now.
0: Yeah, or rookie Tank Dell, who got hurt, but he was pretty good for them, too. But yeah, like they took a, a bunch of no name wide receivers and put up pretty good numbers. That first. Yeah, you could say maybe CJ Stroud is just special, so may- maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, you don't want to hire the guy that is benefiting from just a special talent, but I don't know. I, I don't really get too excited about coaching candidates in the NFL. There's so much that it takes to win there.
1: Should Ryan Day be fired simply for not winning a national title with both C.J. Stroud and Maserati Marv, a.k.a. Marvin Harrison Jr.?
0: Yeah, but I will say that didn't Maserati Marv get hurt against Georgia last year, and wasn't that kind of when the game fell apart for them? I can't remember. I want to say they were picking them apart and winning, and then Marv got hurt, and then things kind of fell apart. And then he decided, hey, let's try a 47-yard field goal instead of trying to get an extra 10 or 15 yards. I think Ryan Day should be fired because I don't think he's very good. I think he should be fired because he dyes his beard. That's another reason. He's a a very weird-looking person.
1: Like, I have some gray hair. You just rock it. You're a man.
0: You can't, you can't. There's nothing wrong with a gray beard, but I guess maybe it would look weird with his dyed jet black hair. But he's just a strange guy. I don't like him. He's very awkward. Imagine him trying to recruit you to anybody, any, anywhere else besides Ohio State. <laughs> the Lou Holtz thing was just weird. Yeah, bizarre. Very bizarre.
1: Brother and now he's enjoyed. let Michigan win a national championship. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's, he's getting, he's getting cucked. He got to beat. He scored three points against Missouri. Even Joe Milton bested that output.
0: That is true. He did get seven. All it all it cost was a a wide receiver's ankle.
1: Brother Jonathan Toy, one of my most beloved patrons, asks which Cord member would be
0: the best recruiter.
1: I think Marwan would be a great recruiter.
0: You think Marwan would be a great recruiter, the Palestinian playboy? I do. R.I.P.
1: You're gonna have to censor yourself. You're gonna have to censor yourself because Marwan is very personable. He he has good style. He gets along with everyone. I just think he could. He uh, he's a minority, but he also drives a big truck, so he would get along with the the big farm white boys. But he's a mon- minority, so he could get along with the with the black guys. Um, he listens to rap music, so that would help too. But he also he goes to like Billy Strings concerts. He, he contains multitudes is what I'm saying. Marwan contains multitudes. I just think he's very personable. I mean, that's mainly why I think he would be a good recruiter is that he just kind of.
0: So you just want personable in your recruiting?
1: I, mean, I, think, I think Marwan would make moms feel comfortable. Like he could go in with the family.
0: Do we think Marwan could close though? Do we think that he could go and get the signature? Well, he comes from a family of
1: businessmen. He comes from a family of businessmen, so it's in his blood. He
0: does, but they're like architects and stuff. They're smart. They they're just good at building things. He's an engineer. Like I don't know if he's a salesman. I want a salesman.
1: I thought his family owned a lot of real estate.
0: We got a couple of people in the Discord that used to sell like used cars. Okay. Okay. We got we got we got a handful of cell phone salesmen in our Discord. You got me. In the I would discord. love to
1: throw Brizzy on the trail. I would love to throw Brother Brizzy on the recruiting trail.
0: I'm wor- I'm worried that Brizzy might come across as inauthentic,
1: <laughs> I
0: have a, I a, and know. get caught telling the same, get caught with the whole thing that happened to Trevor Lawrence, where Butch Jones apparently had texted two quarterback recruits saying that he was their guy. Yeah, and they're sitting next to each other. I can see that happening to Brother Brizzy.
1: Yeah, I've just you know. Brother Brizzy lights up every room he walks in, in my opinion.
0: He did get a bunch of people to sign up for, like, used cars with the the loan rate of, like, 18% or something like that. So, maybe he could.
1: Not a good thing. Not a good thing that he did that. But he can obviously sell ice to an Eskimo.
0: As did Tropio. So, maybe one of those two. I could recruit these boys, too. Yeah, you're a great salesman. You're a great salesman. That's for sure. I'd recruit him. You mean, you tell me Moose could do it, but I couldn't do it? Now, he had, you know, just bags of cash. Maybe I might need bags of cash, but still.
1: Brother Zachary with a stupid question. If you could replace a movie character in any cinematic universe, in which movie do you think you'd be most successful? You enter as yourself the way you are today. That was a stupid question. We don't even have to answer it.
0: Yeah, what am I supposed to say here? What TV? is the answer supposed to be? What movie character I could be? Yeah, is that really what the question is? I guess. I don't know, man. Drop me in the John Wick movie and let me get shot. I could do that. Brother Garrett, I'm one of the guys that gets shot.
1: Brother Garrett, yeah,
0: Seth Rogen and Superbad. Hey, I could drive around and be dumb.
1: Yeah, be stupid. That's who. That's who. Give me some pizza. That's who Zach would like to be.
0: Hey, it's pizza. We're actually talking about weed, but we call it pizza. No one will ever pick up on that.
1: <laughs> Brother Garrick asks, what is the basketball team's best starting five?
0: I don't really know what the best starting five is. Is that the question you want, or you just want to do like their best five?
1: Best five, I guess, would be better.
0: I mean it has to just be a, so basically it comes down to to you do you want connect on the floor or meha or mesha Or, I like con- are you taking I won't are you connect taking Vescovy there, really. off are you taking Vescovy off to put meha on because I think you have to have Jonas and Josiah at the five and four for sure I think at this point it's hard to say is not going to be one of your best five yeah which is crazy for me to say but uh, you know, as of right now, as of right now, he's earned that. He
1: had a he had an amazing stretch last year. To I mean, he had like a well, nine. he
0: did. And then his number yeah, yeah but then yeah, he like yeah, kind of yeah, cratered back. Yeah, so like i that's what I'm saying. For I'm holding, right now, I mean, I want Masak out there for the defense yeah. and the hustle stuff, especially if he's going to start maybe knocking down some threes. And I will say that like he might not be able to keep hitting these shots at the clip he is, but at least, like, he is confident shooting them now.
1: hmm I enjoy watching Meshack take it to the rack.
0: Yeah, me too. So, if he can just take it to the rack and just be willing to shoot wide open threes, then he's got to be on there. And then, yeah, it comes down to, do you want Connect, Zaka, or Vescovy? You got to pick two of those guys. And I think we'd probably pick Connect and Zakai. That means Vescovy's going to be on the bench. But that doesn't feel right either. No, it doesn't. So I'm going to have a cop-out and just say it depends on what type of team you're playing or who's playing good. It's a good problem to have that you have, you know, six guys that feel like closers. You have seven guys with a Waka that feel like they could start in the SEC. And if Jordan Ganey can hit a couple shots, he deserves some playing time. Now, obviously not starting or closing, but you got eight good players. Brother Bob, a.k.a. Shit for
1: Brains, asks, is this the most fraudulent season in NFL history? Every single team in the playoffs feels like a massive fraud.
0: No, what I'll say, Brother Bob, is that it feels like we are headed for a one seed to play a one seed. It feels like San Francisco and Baltimore are on a crash course. But outside of them, every team playing this weekend, maybe not every, because I think Dallas is good. I think Buffalo is good. When they want to be. Outside of those two playing this weekend, I think everyone playing this weekend sucks right now. The Dolphins are banged up. The Chiefs have no receivers. The Browns are starting Joe fucking Flacco. <laughs> the Steelers made it.
1: How did the Steelers make it, man? How?
0: The Because Ste- the Titans beat the Jaguars because Trevor Lawrence is a choker. Because Trevor he Lawrence sucks. sucks.
1: He sucks.
0: I've been telling everybody for a year that he is not as good as everyone keeps acting. He
1: sucks, man. That was, I don't care how, I don't care if he's injured or not.
0: They should fire Doug Peterson for the way that season ended. They were 8-3, and three, right? They were 8-3 and three and they lost five of their last six. Their only win was against Carolina. And they lost to Tannehill, Flacco, Baker Mayfield, and Jake Browning. Sheesh. <laughs> Jeez. They also lost to Lamar, which is at least an acceptable they loss. Fired they fired Jake coordinate. Browning, Baker Mayfield, uh Joe Flacco, and Ryan Tannehill to lose the division.
1: They fired their defensive coordinator, I saw, which I mean, maybe the defense sucked, I don't know, but that didn't seem like the issue Sunday. The issue was Sunday, Trevor Lawrence kept throwing interceptions.
0: I love that during the game he threw that deep bomb to Calvin Ridley, and they're like, well, if you had any questions about his shoulder, there's your answer. He's healthy. He looks great. That's the only good throw I saw him make. And then two drives later, he threw an interception like, oh, man, you got to really wonder if the shoulder is bothering him. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought he was fine. But yes, answer your question, Bob. It does seem like, uh, you know, what? 14 teams made the playoffs. I think two are really good. Two were pretty good, and everyone else kind of sucks, is what I think.
1: Last question before we get out of here, brother David asks, (laughs) "What was Stephen Hawking doing there? Um,
0: Getting hand jobs? What do you think? Did you not watch the Stephen Hawking movie? That guy loved getting hand jobs. I mean, I would love to know. I would love
1: to know. I, I." and that's the answer. Do we think the midget thing is true?
0: I don't know what the midget thing is. What is the midget thing? The,
1: the list, the Epstein list came out, you know, from Virginia. The, the 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 deposition or whatever was unsealed. Right. And so Virginia, I don't know how to say her last name. The people in this story have crazy, like have names like Ghislaine Maxwell, but it's, it's not pronounced like it's spelled you have this virginia guffrey however you say her last name the, the the victim um she purports that again this is she purports that stephen hawking would come and he would watch naked midgets do math problems on a chalkboard Which is such an insane level of cruelty that it's hard to, like, comprehend.
0: Do you think they were good at math or bad at math?
1: I'm going to guess that they were bad.
0: And he just liked watching them mess up? Yeah, so naked. Like, and because they're, they're short. They're short in stature and short in brains?
1: Yeah. And, and then you get a
0: handjob afterwards?
1: That That is what this lady purports. I mean...
0: Well, I guess there's your answer. I guess we know what he was doing on the island.
1: That's all I've got. That's all I know.
0: Okay, I'm going to go Google these tunnels and try to come up with some theories. And I'll talk to you next week.
1: If you go to From TikTok, F-R-U-M TikTok on Twitter.
0: get some answers that is
1: who tweeted the videos first it's the it's the like it is the like official tiktok account of the orthodox jewish community or like the go-to tiktok account but it's a twitter account but you know they they yeah
0: sure 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 all right i love you i'll talk to you next week i love you too bye-bye see you bub.
2: Dollars by everything, yeah. Bitch, dope dollars by everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause the deep diamonds on everything Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Bitch. dope dollars by Yeah, uh, Bitch. dope dollars by everything, yeah, Custom deep and diamonds on everything, uh Golden polo no fleeces I never change, catch me can't cause I'm sinking six feet deep in this game. Uh, got two thumbs stashed in my Monte Carlo. Yeah, ready to pop, don't trust no drug dealers, I know. I turn heads, my whip top rank. I'm talking candy, apple, gloss, cost, tip top bank. I'm killing off all the competition if I must be frank. And yeah, I'm poking like barbed wire. Just peep out my entire red stripe. The vote tie, set the streets on fire. Envy and desire, what they feel when I drive past. But use that shit as motivation. Go get your own cash. Hard work and loyalty is all that it took. So when I got my opportunity, I cook. Just look at all the diamonds and wood grain. there's candy everywhere. Slap God, I'm just keeping it player. Power, wow, baby. Up. You are. Heaven.